You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We apologize to you for coming a little bit late today. We are dealing with some new technology. Hopefully everyone benefits. Speaking of benefits, we all benefit from the presence of Dwayne Long. Dwayne, how are you this fine Tuesday? Hey, I had football this weekend, Dan. <laughs> the draft, I, I'm telling you, it, it invigorated me. I was so happy to have something current to talk about. We had great discussions on the site about uh, uh, the draft. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming off of the euphoric high. You're not the only one. There are about 10 Buckeyes right now who are probably at a car dealership picking out something sweet. What we're going to talk about today is who might be here next time at this year. If we know one thing, we know that the NFL draft will go on and there will be Buckeyes towards the top. It was a very enjoyable experience. You can make the argument the first three picks were Buckeyes. I would make that argument. Damon Arnett going at 19 may have been the biggest surprise of the draft. What we're going to do now is look at next year's group. We're going to give you 10 guys we expect to be drafted next year in order. Dwayne, who do you believe will be the first Buckeye off the board in the 2021 NFL draft? Well, you've got to go with the obvious. Quarterback is the most important position in, uh, in football uh, at any level, but probably even more so at the pro level. Uh, and Justin Fields, unless he has a disaster in, uh, in 2020, uh, he's going to be uh, one of the first two quarterbacks taken. It just depends on if, if Lawrence comes out. If Lawrence has, has the same kind of year he had last year. Uh, we'll see about that. But Fields is, is – uh, he's just got – he's that next generation. You know, we're seeing it with Lamar Jackson, a few other guys, just a handful. Russell Wilson probably uh, uh, would be the first name out of your mouth when you're talking about these guys that are – really as dangerous with their feet as with their arms. It used to be the NFL shied away from those guys, but now they're starting to uh, uh, really embrace them. And even taking a guy like Jackson, who was a little bit more challenged with the arm than he was with the feet. Justin Fields can do it all. Justin Fields can butcher a defense with his arm as well as his feet. So, and I, I think that, uh, you know, people are going to look at Lawrence as an awfully mobile guy. Nobody knows that uh, more than Buckeye fans. But when you talk about just getting out and pulling the ball down and taking off, you would take Justin Fields. So, uh, which one's going to go off the board first? I don't know, but it would, uh, first Buckeye would be Justin Fields. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are joined at the hip. They grew up about an hour away from each other, maybe even a little bit less in Georgia. You'd have to give Lawrence the edge right now, but if Fields was the first pick in the draft next year, I would not be surprised at all. Who do you believe will be the second Buckeye off the board? 
Well, Sean Wade. Sean Wade, uh, it came up several times in the, in the uh, draft discussions about uh, Ohio State being uh, defensive back U. Uh, they call themselves BIA, best in America. Uh, that, that's a new one for me. I wasn't paying attention to the Instagram stuff, but that came up. They're, we're now talking BIA, Buckeye Nation. Uh, Sean Wade, they said, would have been a first-rounder in this past draft. So he's certain to be um, a top-ten pick in, in the next draft and, and likely the first uh, cornerback off the board. Certainly wouldn't surprise me considering Arnett went 19. And I don't know any team that would rather have Arnett than Sean Wade. So, number three on your board. I got, I got, I hate doing this, but uh, Togi I is a kid that I am so impressed with. Defensive tackles, especially after a really poor draft uh, in, in this most recent draft, the, the 2020 draft. The NFL is going to be looking to to get some tackles in there, and Togi, I I compare him to Nick Bosa in one respect. Nick Bosa early on did not have major stats, but when you compared his stats versus the number of reps he had, it was very impressive, and that's what we're going to see with Togi. I that's what we've seen from him so far. When he's been on the field, you see him. He's going to be involved. When him with him being a starter now, he is. I'm saying he's going to blow up. He's going to be. He's. It's going to be. Are you kidding me? Why are you coming back to school? You're getting ready to be a millionaire. Don't come back here. Get hurt, and it all goes up in smoke. I believe he's going to be the kid that just absolutely jumps out there, uh, and and becomes a dominant player, and he's going to move on to the NFL. He is the strongest player on the team. If he's a defensive tackle, he's going to have to get a little pass rush in him because those are the guys that go higher. Although I will say Derek Brown was not known for his pass rush ability, and he went, I believe, seventh to Charlotte. Number four. Number four, um, and this one is shaky because for – and I'm going to explain why. Thayer Mumford. Thayer Mumford, healthy, absolutely dominated. I thought he would go – before he got hurt last year, and he was a completely different player after he got hurt, uh, Mumford was just absolutely dominant. And you look at him after the injury, and he was just not the same football player. You have to – and here's the thing that, that's really going to hurt him. He can't get hurt again, Dan. He can't get hurt again. He he's he got hurt two years ago, and he was better than last year when he got hurt, but he still wasn't the same player. Then he gets hurt last year, and he just was not the same player. And just like with uh, Tua, the NFL, it, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're sitting in the training room, you're no better than better than anybody sitting in the stands because you're not helping a team. So it's very important that players prove durability, and he needs he needs a season healthy. If he does, 
he's he's going to be uh, a a guy that goes off the board probably no later than the second round. You don't want to be referred to as oft injured or injury prone. It's a terrible moniker to have, and you can earn it early, and it can stick with you. So, like you said, it would be very good for Mumford to put forth a full season. If he does, I wouldn't be surprised to see him sneak in the end of the first round. Number five. I'm going with uh, Davis. Davis. Davis? Yes. Yes. He is absolutely dominant. He's got that nasty streak that is that is just something that you see in so many outstanding offensive linemen. Just that nasty, I'm going to knock you down and I'm going to make it hurt. He is, and he's really good in pass protection. Guards, you just don't expect that out of. Dominating blocker. Uh, I'm hoping that he comes back, but I just don't see it. When, when a guard can go in the first round, and I absolutely see a first-round guard in him, he's, he's going to go. And, and, and this kid, it's going to be decimating to our offensive line. We really need to see some younger guys step up. Now, the good thing is we've got some good young guys. The bad news is we got to get them on the field. we got to get these guys some experience, game experience with the game still in doubt. That's going to be key because Mumford, he's a senior. And uh, uh, Davis, he's going to be a draft-eligible junior. And when you got to strike when Aaron's hot. I will say this about Davis. If you look at his career so far and what he has a chance to do, he's going to be one of the more decorated guards ever to play here. Um, His quality of play is very high. He's on all the All-American teams, and he has the name rec. So, like you said, draft-wise, they do not like to draft guards in the first round, but great players get picked high, so he would have a chance. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be back with 6 through 10. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are back doing our top 10 Buckeyes for the 2021 draft. We have been through the first five in order. Justin Fields, Sean Waite, Tommy Togai, Thayer Mumford, and Wyatt Davis. Dwayne, number six. Really, Dan, this is uh, uh, a tie at five. Uh, uh, Myers is just such a dominating center. Josh Myers. Josh Myers, excuse me. I can't, I'm so used to calling players by their last names. I, I leave off the first name sometimes. Uh, Myers is absolutely dominating. And because he's a center, that might put him on the board higher than, uh, than Davis because they're more – a center's more just more valuable. You've got a huge guy. You just, I mean, you'll see centers that aren't 300 pounds at the NFL level. The some of the best centers in the league are not 300 pound guys. 
this is a legit 300 pound guy, six five, maybe six six, and he gets out to the second level. He was always a mobile guy. Uh, you know, we thought he was going to play tackle. I saw pretty early on. I, I didn't see the tackle in him. He he had great for you know he could run really well, but the lateral movement it was a question. Move him inside, and he's become absolutely dominant center. He gets out to the second level. Whenever he could just run forward, you got a problem on your hands. A kid that big, moving like that, and he's a powerhouse. I seen him hit. I'm trying to. I think it was the Wisconsin game. He hit a kid at the three yard line. He finally fell halfway into the end zone. I mean. Myers just, I'm not saying he was driving him. He just hit him, and he knocked him that far. As a linebacker, I believe he's number seven. Anyway, Myers just absolute powerhouse. You get a kid that big on the second level like that who can just destroy anything. He destroy anything at the line of scrimmage. He's going to get out on linebackers, maybe on safeties. It's just, it's such a mismatch. It, it should be illegal. Uh you know, uh, when I said earlier, before the break, I said, line is going to be decimated. We need to get guys in here. That's why. Munford's a senior, and I believe that the odds are uh, Myers and Davis go pro after this year. That's just huge. I would agree. I think there's a chance for Myers to get drafted in the first round, if you think about it, because, like you said, position – Center is a big one. Cesar Ruiz of Michigan was picked in the first round. Who would you rather have long-term? You know, he doesn't really have any noticeable weaknesses. Plus, he's got a really clean sheet off the field. Number seven. Okay, this, uh, these next two guys, they're, they're speculative. It's going to depend on their senior uh, season. But uh, Taron Vincent – I mean, and, and Haskell Garrett, let's just throw them in there together. Those are seven and eight. Those guys, they've, for various reasons, they've not got on the field that much. But, again, you go back to the position, defensive tackle, especially after a down year of tackles. These guys are – there's going to be speculation about those guys coming out if they have a good enough year. They're both 300-pounders. Um, they're, uh, I, uh, Togi is, is a notch above, but these guys are real good football players. Uh, if they put together, uh, healthy seasons where, uh, they could, if they're as good as Robert Landers, Robert Landers did get drafted because of size. He just wasn't a big enough kid. These guys are big enough and I, I could see them going, uh, uh, day two of the draft, both of them, if they have good enough season. Uh, and I think they can. I think both of them are good enough. Teron Vincent is one of those guys whose upside is still there. If you told me the Buckeyes win the national championship this year and there were certain guys that kind of blossomed, that would be one of them that would really help. A werewolf on the inside who can do a little bit of everything. Let's not forget, this guy has the pedigree. You're talking Gilman, an IMG, number one defensive tackle in the country. His dad is president of the NFL Players Association or was or something. Maybe he works on the league side. I can't remember, but it was Troy Vincent. High hopes for Vincent remain. All right, number nine. Number nine is, is uh, Luke Farrell. Luke Farrell, he's, he's going to be a senior. 
And he's just been a solid football player. And again, we go back to the blocking thing. That's why Ohio State tight ends go in the draft. They're guys that are taught to taught to run block. And the NFL, they don't want to teach you stuff like that. The NFL doesn't want to teach uh, some player how to do the basics. That is just, I mean, come on. You don't want to tell an assistant coach, well, this guy can do this very well, but you need to teach him to do this, something as basic as blocking. You're going that coach is going to be so damn irritated that a guy can't do the, the, the basic thing that gets him on the field. Come on, man. And, and, and he's a big kid. He's shown to have reliable hands. You know, he's not that super athlete that, that uh, goes high in the draft that catches 50 balls in a season. But he's going to be a kid that's going to come in. He's going to block without complaining. And when you throw him the ball, he's going to catch it, and he's a load to bring down. And I, I absolutely believe uh, he's going to get drafted at some point. Yeah. We will finish it off with number 10, Pete Werner. Pete Werner is an awfully good football player. He's more of a, a, a linebacker for now. The prototype, the guy, you're giving up some size, but he can cover, and he's a willing hitter. He's, he could be a good tackler. Uh, you know, if, if someone wants to come on after listening to this and, and says, man, Warner at number 10, okay. Well, the other guys, I had to put the guys in there, the, the speculative guys, the guys that could go early. They're just at more important positions, and, and they're just a little bit more talented. So um, but Pete Werner, I absolutely believe he's going to uh, play in the NFL. He'll get drafted fourth, fifth round maybe. If he goes higher, I could see some team just looking at his – uh, his ability to cover, which is so important in the pass-happy game that we're looking at these days, and, 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 and just take him higher for that reason. And, again, he will be physical. Uh, you know, he's not the biggest kid, but he's an excellent blitzer. Wow, does he time out blitzes very well. So uh, Pete Warner, definitely uh, top 10. Main, maybe I'm uh, doing him a disservice putting him in at number 10. but. But he will go and uh, be, I think, a good NFL player for years. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. The one guy I will say, if he has a breakout year and plays every game, is Tyreek Smith, the defensive end, has that kind of NFL potential. He has yet to string together enough games to be taken seriously, but that's a guy I think has a chance to, to rise. We had three first-round picks this year. I'd be shocked if they're on at least three next year. We hope you enjoyed a little brief look ahead, Bucknutters. We tinkered with some new audio today, so it caused us a little delay. Hope everything worked out. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Bucknutters.